not really sure what this statement was. You'll have to maybe explain it to me, Bradley. Yeah, I there's something I want to play for you that happened locally. So if you live in the city of Minneapolis, you know that we have a mayor. Even if you don't live in Minneapolis, you may know that we have a mayor in Minneapolis, Jacob Fry. And this is not a uh, conversation about his latest political maneuverings, although this is part of the political world. Look, he said something recently and I was like, I can't believe this came out of his mouth. I just want to play it for you. You may have already heard, but if not... Was he trying stand-up for the first time? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> he was downtown uh, downtown Minneapolis on Wednesday, and essentially called everyone who works from home a loser. God! Now, this was why? at the downtown Jesus. Minneapolis Downtown Council's annual <laughs> meeting. And I, I, I'm i not going to explain for him. I'm going to have him explain himself. Okay. Uh, let's play the tape if we can, Mike. When people... Oh, wait, who have sorry, the ability Mike. to come downtown to an office. Thank you. Can we start over? And the reason I asked, I wanted to set it up in that he is talking about specifically the benefit of working downtown oh. versus people who work from home. Okay. So that's the context in which the following statement came out. Sorry. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. When people who have the ability to come downtown to an office don't, when they stay home sitting on their couch with their nasty cat blanket diddling on their laptop. (laughs) If they do that for a few months, you become a loser. It's a study. We're not losers, are we? Okay, what? What did he just say? Um, I think he needs to see and other references where the word diddling is used there's a study that says if you're diddling on your diddling? cat blanket don't say diddling number one diddling yeah there are several don't definitions diddle, for that word don't. but also who diddles on their cat blanket <laughs> i don't get what any of that meant like you're I, nasty cat. <laughs> you're na- you've insulted like, cats people that have cats yes for sure cat ladies you've called people which already are dealing with the world scorn that's right and I've seen a real resurgence in people love cats. This yeah, is you can no make longer that crazy argument. cat lady. People are crazy for cats. So you've offended them. You've offended people that work from home. And you've offended. Well, also, I, I'm not even offended. I'm just like, what? Can we listen again? My- as a diddler, I'm offended. As, as one who diddles on his laptop. Don't, don't, don't. What do you mean don't? He said it. All right, let's listen one people- more time who have the ability to come downtown to an office don't when they stay home sitting on their couch with their nasty cat blanket diddling on their laptop if they do that for a few months what you become a loser it's like a at study. what point so like also he 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 by the way before this going. clip he references the study and then talks about this fact and then again calls it a study. Now, he has since said he was joking. I, fine. You know, whatever. Again, I'm not offended. I, yeah, like, we, we're not going to take everything seriously. Look, we, that's not what brought me to this because there are people <laughs> online who are like, that's, you know, because rightly people who work at home are offended if because maybe they didn't they weren't there. It's fine. They can be offended if they want. 
I'm over here going, though, what study was that? With the diddling cat blankets and the laptops? (laughs) How did they do that study? I think he must be joking. Again, that's what he's saying. But I'm saying what that doesn't even make sense as a joke. Like, there's a study that says if you're diddling on your cat blanket, what? No. man. And also, then, I just take issue with the way he said cat blanket. Did you notice the weird? Nasty cat blanket. Yeah, it was like the emphasis. Nasty cat blanket. Oh, it's almost like he was singing the words. Cat like, blanket. Nasty cat blanket. Ooh, well, I need to hear it again. When people who have the ability to come downtown to an office don't, when they stay home sitting on their couch with their nasty cat blanket diddling on their <laughs> laptop. Isn't that weird? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, like, I, like, again, I think you could have made your point a lot easier. And the joke part. Maybe you could have just done the joke better, I think. But oh, I think I need to hear. I don't like to take things out of context. So maybe the whole speech is online. Was he? It's uh, not about context because he literally says he's talking about. It's not like he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to do a stand up act for you. He's trying to tell a lighthearted or make a lighthearted statement, I think. At least this is what he said. What's the goal here? About people working from home instead of coming downtown. Okay. That's what this whole speech is about is he wants people working downtown. Because it's better for the economy of downtown. Yeah, exactly. So we all need to come together as a group and help downtown. Is that? He's implying, probably. I mean, I didn't watch the whole speech, but yeah, yeah. I think the intention... I, I'm just trying to figure reason, out, for his benefit, I'm doing some work here yeah. for him. Because I could just judge that and think, you're a jerk. Yeah, I don't... Even to <laughs> me, it's not about it being a jerk. It's just about, I don't get the joke. Yeah. Why are you going to tick off cat people? <laughs> and like, why were they it. the ones, like, of all the people staying home? Hasn't he ever like seen that? the cat people are probably the least... People you'd want to go after. Hasn't he seen that Netflix documentary called Don't F with Cats? It's about cat people. Mm. And then there it's it involves like a murder mystery yeah. thing, but that's something else completely. Also, but, like people got there's dog people. But yeah. no, he singled out cat people. God. And their dirty cat is a cat blanket thing a thing? A cat blanket. He's just thinking you're sitting in the comfort of your home with your cat. No, no, no. But he said cat blanket. Is that a thing? Uh, I think that some people like to cover their furniture with a blanket so they don't get dog hair or cat oh, hair okay. on it. So maybe that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And he thinks it's nasty. Yeah. But why is it nasty? Because it has Cats hair like on it. Ru- grubbing up on it. Maybe he's like, a dog does person. Does he have a cat blanket? I just, no, I'm like, where do I don't think he has he a cat. He doesn't have a cat if he's making that come. No. no. See, Mike's Mike, how did you I take know. it? Were you offended, I was offended Mike? as a cat person and a diddler. And, no, I'm Is kidding. a diddler uh, on a laptop? No, I, I, uh, yeah, that, uh, I didn't like that very much at all. Oh I feel good about that. I yeah. um, Again, I didn't take it too seriously, but I just thought it was hilarious that of all the things you would go downtown, on, get on a stage... Walk in front of a bunch of people. And you can just tell people are like, because then he starts calling out, are you a loser? And he starts naming people like, hey, Bob McFrancis, are you a loser? And Bob's like, no. And then, hey, Marge Peterson, are you a loser? And she's like, no, we're not losers. Oh, God. Like, this is really intense, Mayor. Oh, God. Even <laughs> even the word loser to me is just so. Yeah, it was cringy. Yeah, this as the kids is so would say, cringy. it was so cringe. And I think he's going to have to do some serious work with the cat community I before want to the play next this. election. I'm going to play this for MC's sons 
who are 14 and 18. Are they cat people? Or 15 and 18. They're just offended easily. Okay. Or not easily, but they're aware of things you shouldn't, shouldn't say socially that might offend people. They're of the generation that are careful about what they say. Thoughtful, and they, they will gasp. <laughs> they just say yeah, kind. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They will <laughs> gasp several times. Yeah. Let's listen again because I think you'll gasp when you hear it. <laughs> when people who have the ability to come downtown to an office don't, when they stay home sitting on their couch with their nasty cat blanket diddling on their laptop. I've done nothing. If they do that for a few months, I've done nothing to bring the You become a loser. It's a study. That was me in the back. We're not losers, are we? That's at Mike's at Mayor Pervert. Mayor Fry's next political event, Mike's in the background. He is cat pervert. He is describing cat pervert. Yeah. That is pretty also bold. larger. I wish we could have the larger conversation because I would actually, and I'm sure that uh, more mature <laughs> outlets are probably having that actual conversation today. And good on you. We just wanted to have fun <laughs> with the <dumb>. audio. <laughs> Girl, we ain't dumb. We just fun. Yeah. Um, but I think there is an actual conversation to have. Like, I'm going to take my cat pervert cup that Panda made us. Yeah. I'm going to just drink out of the cup and okay. just tweet him. Okay. It's a it. cat pervert. You should do it. Uh, but what I was going to say is that I, I, I think an actual conversation about those who work from home would be fascinating because I think there are like, there are great reasons for people to work from home and not great reasons for people to work from home. And you, <laughs> you don't I would argue. You don't you foster that done. conversation. Some people do, yeah. but some people don't. And it's so, I would so- be a horrible person to work from home. Uh, like, I guarantee, oh. like doing this job, I need to see people like occasionally we do it because of like COVID or, yeah, you yeah. know, like I tried you technology the other day and-, and stuff like that. But I think it it truly is for me just better to be like at some point in person. And but that's not everybody. Some people do work better that way. And a lot of these decisions aren't up to individuals. Companies are trying to yeah. reduce their office space, so it isn't up to somebody and calling individuals losers. Well, no, he <laughs> might want to call Target because yeah, they're the ones them. that kept their employees from going back. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hey, when we come back, yeah, you're going to tell oh. us about a French guy who was denied the world record over the wrong matchsticks. Oh, dude, this guy, this poor guy. So you're going to bring us down? Hopefully you'll bring no. us back up. All right, when we come back, right Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Monster on the hill. 
what if you spent eight years doing something and then you found out that was all for nothing? Well, that's what happened to a French guy. Most of us. (laughs) (laughs) Just diddling around, just doing something. Uh, So this French guy, Bradley, welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I've been here. This is your show. Uh, This French guy spent eight years building a 24-foot matchstick model of the Eiffel Tower. Hmm. That sounds like a fun hobby. It sounds like something somebody would have done during COVID. Well, it was before pre-COVID. I okay. mean, yeah. he really got some work done during COVID, probably. Um, it is beautiful. It is spectacular. It's a work of art. 24 feet. And the previous record, because somebody else did it, was 21 feet. Um, So he was doing this to beat that other record with Guinness World Records. Uh, so, unfortunately, he called them to say, well, I'm done with my Eiffel Tower of of matchsticks. They got there, and they said, well, we got some bad news for you. Um, you can't, those aren't the right kind of matchsticks. The so, right kind of matchsticks? Why do you need to have a specific kind of matchsticks? Because they must be commercially available. Now, he said that he initially started the sculpture with store-bought matches, but then ended up striking a deal (laughs) with a company that sold him 33-pound boxes of headless matches. Hmm. So it was more... So those aren't actual matches. Right, because they don't have heads on them. So he was just using the sticks because it was financially... picky but that seems like a different thing then right because wouldn't that change the way you could use them to build the head i'm saying i know it sounds nitpicky and i'm sure he was ticked oh my gosh or heartbroken i don't know how what was his response um i mean he lit a match (laughs) he did not either (laughs) i don't know i mean actually what happened what it says in this article is that they're going back and forth with judges and that they're still deliberating on whether or not they'll let him but and judges initial, in the Guinness yeah oh, okay not so they're like taking the it to the higher judges within Guinness to okay. see and they're they're in talks right oh, we now should have talked to our it. friend Mike Marcon and see what he would have adjudicated well right we still can uh, because they haven't made a final decision yet but it isn't looking good for him well wouldn't you be really clear like I, I I don't know even in my head if I was if you just presented me hey do you want to break the Guinness World Record for tallest matchbook Eiffel Tower matchstick Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. I'd be like sure uh, okay well we're gonna have to get some special matchsticks from this company okay well these aren't these don't look like matchsticks so they're just shouldn't we maybe get a sign off first and make sure before we go ahead like i'm just saying wouldn't you wouldn't you be a little thoughtful about it no if i were gonna spend that much time i'm sure he got a better deal buying them oh yeah like in bulk right and i guess he maybe he was sponsored by them maybe he got you know, some type of a sponsorship. I'm just um, saying I would be really careful with Guinness book. They're very particular. I mean, you got to go through a whole rigmarole. Oh gosh. I, I certainly would. But then again, 
hindsight is twenty twenty. So he's just appealing and good luck to him. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I feel like, like, I think what they'll have to do is if the weight is the same, like if they weigh the match without the head and with it, and if it's the same, then they should allow it. You know? Is that the case? I don't know. I, I have no idea, oh, okay. but I'm sure that'll come into account. Yeah. You know? If it I would just think more, like the shape of the the that would change the physics of building something. Yeah, right. Quite possibly. I mean, it's not the head like it's, is like it's not you know the little mat. I know this sounds really particular, but again, I mean, you're doing something particular. The head of the match is a very specific shape, and so using sticks that don't have that. Yeah i I think that would make a difference. Who knows? So, Good luck to him. I feel bad for him, though. I do. Now, he definitely has a lot of attention around it. People have come to see the structure. Uh, I'm sure he wants the record. Can he you imagine used if somebody over... showed up with a cigarette? No. You'd be like, get away. Well, it is France. <laughs> right? Everyone's I'd be real careful. I wonder if they said no smoking in here. <laughs> Just I goes mean, up in a ball of flames. It looks like it's in the middle of like a high school gym of some sort. Um, it's, it's be beautifully a, lit a 24 up. foot. Yeah. That's gotta be a big ass ceiling. It is. It's so beautiful though. I mean, it's just pretty breathtaking. It is pretty awesome looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet he'll hopefully can make some money. Yeah. Like it's over, tickets to it's 706,900 matchsticks over 50 pl- pounds of glue. Also, don't you think at some point like the Guinness <sighs> would have showed up and been like, how's it coming? Well, you know, hey, uh, oh, got some bad news for you. Be like, oh, those don't have a head on them, do they? Uh, you got to start over from here up. Yeah. God. Well, maybe he could just, you know, I don't know. Good I luck mean, to him. this is what should happen. The company that sold him the matchsticks should buy that from him and put it in their lobby. Yeah. Right. Unless it's just sure, or just give them a big fat check. Yeah, and then they can have this beautiful work of art that they never would have had before. I don't know. It does say uh, the matchsticks must not be cut, disassembled, or distorted beyond recognition as a matchstick. Yeah, boy, I I just God, can you imagine being the one who had to deliver that message? Like, um. So, and you just know he was super excited to be like, yay, did we get it? Do I have the thing? And they're like, um, we're not. Oh, God. I mean, this is why. I couldn't do that. I'd run away. That's why Mike Marcotte (laughs) (laughs) said no to that job. He was like, I can't do it. No, not good. I have something to do that day. Hey, guess what, Dawn? What? Toxic runoff is ruining our favorite show. What? And I'm going to tell you all about it when we come back right here on My Talk 107.1. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Don, where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything. What is happening with our favorite show, Bradley? You mentioned something is happening with some runoff. <laughs> yeah, toxic filming. Toxic runoff is ruining our favorite show. Okay, really, this is just a way for me to talk about our favorite show. Which do we even have the? I'm sure we have it somewhere. I think we do, right? Oh, I love it. Every time I hear it, I just get all warm and fuzzy inside. What about you, Dawn? I do. I love it. I love it. And wait for it. You know what my favorite part is? Wait for it. Almost. Missing Raspberry. Oh, for God! You know the sake. missing raspberry in yes. the opening sequence of Great British Bake Off. Love it. Love that show. I saw a story that really made me go, "What?" And I have to know more. But okay. also, I just want to talk about it. Toxic tire runoff is ruining the Great British Baking Show. You know, have you ever noticed in the cutaway scenes, you'll see this little cute little stream running through. The beautiful estate that ain't where they cute filmed. little stream anymore. No, it's not. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You've seen it before. Uh, it's if a you little crick, if you've watched the cooking competition show, that cute little crick, as Dawn just said, is actually a polluted stream. Oh no! Which has like chunks of truck tires. Don't say chunks. It's what it said, and rubber particulates from car tires. Particulates. Particulates. Uh. It's brown and murky. Gross. And uh, there's black gunk. Ew. So I thought, well, that's sad, right? Now, you know that the the uh, show itself is filmed at an estate. Yeah. And this is apparently, oh, let me see. I forgot the name of the estate. The Welford Park Estate. And you can see the tent on location. That's where they film. I just love that. Uh, it's just, it's so bucolic. It's so beautiful. It's so relaxing. It just gives you all the warm and fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Sadly, though, it's full of toxic nasties. So hopefully. Uh, well, get James Puxley to do something about it. He owns the Welford Park estate. Well, but he would say it's probably, you know, the people upriver who are putting stuff <laughs> into it. Because I don't think Mr. Puxley's like dumping <laughs> well, tires. Well, let's see. Let's anyway, see. the moral of the story is I hope that they feel they fix it so that it continues to be beautiful and scrumptious so that we can continue to watch our favorite show in that location. Oh, I found out who it is. Moss vehicle maintenance up the road. That's not very nice. In Easton. Well, stop putting tires. Yeah. What are you doing? Dumping tires in the Crick? Okay. Ridiculous. It's terrible. Not good. Also. Okay. Now let's just talk about great British bake off. Okay. It's not on right now. It is on. It's not. It is. It's on whenever you want it. Uh-huh. Why? 
Because there are back episodes, uh, back seasons, and I started watching season five, which I think is the first season that's available on Netflix. Mm. Um, Do you ever go back and watch old seasons or, as the British would say, series of Great British Bake Off? Yes. Yes, I do. I have. You, so you appreciate the the joy, the pure, unbridled joy in just watching old episodes? Yeah, for sure. It's it's really... Mike, you haven't watched this show yet, right? We uh, tried. And he didn't like it. You didn't like it? Um, It was just... It, it was very slow moving. Oh, and I we thought it was very much... Well, she didn't really care for it too much, and I... It's comparatively speaking to like Next Level Chef. You who want we're watching more, right now? It's the more American, fast-paced, drama-filled yeah, you version. You want some of it. drama, and uh, we didn't I have that, it. which I could, I could oh, tolerate it. Change his mind. You, it's, I'm sure you can. It's, it's, it's just such a delightful show. I put on. Uh, I think I started last week watching that season five again, and I will say, season five. Do you remember any of the people that were mm-hmm. on that season? I'm it is right now. one of the best previous seasons. Uh, I would say in the back catalog, yeah. and it is the first one that's available on Netflix. Um, one or two of them I've baked with them. Which ones? Uh, Nancy for sure. Which one? Oh, is Nancy the old lady? She, I mean, she's up there. She's, Was she she the, has a reddish from Liverpool, reddish brown hair. She's yeah. No, I don't think. I think uh, I, I don't think she's from Liverpool. She doesn't have that accent. That I don't was know the where blonde. She's from. I can't remember. I got to pull up their names so that I can remember who's who. Uh, Let's see. And also season five, we got to make sure we're on the same season because there is that whole thing with they have different season numbers than we do. Yes. Okay. So let me pull that up and see who. Do you have it in front Mm -hmm. of you? Who else is on that season? Let's see. I, we just need to look at the Wikipedia. Series five. Yeah, no, this isn't the same one. Uh, Netflix is different. I just need to pull up Netflix. Yeah. Um, because it's not the one, the person you just referenced, I don't think is in that okay. season. Anyway, so it's a great show to watch the old. Are there any shows like that that you will go back and just binge? Um, I try to watch Twin Peaks once a year, the original. Oh, really? Yeah. That's my favorite show. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Have um, you already gone back and watched it this year? Ye- not this year. No. I usually watch it in the summer or around like September time. I usually used to watch it around August, but that's the Minnesota State Fair. So it was like I'd watch it before my daughter started back to school and all that stuff. So what, why do you like going back to watch it? Uh, it just reminds me of that time in my life and just, um, you know, the work of David Lynch, which I love so much. Are there any reality shows, you know, like uh, the competition shows? Well, I can always go back and that's watch a, a different thing. You know, like mm-hmm. when you're watching an old show like twin peaks, for example, you get the joy of just experiencing it all over again. Competition mm-hmm. shows are a little different, right? Because you already know who won. So, yeah. like, sometimes that might discourage people because it... But you, know, you can forget. Like, I, I used do. to... You can definitely totally go do. back and watch old... If it's not the original, like, first five, you can go back. I, I can go back and watch old, old Survivor or Big Brothers. Big Brothers are kind of burned into my memory, but yeah. old Survivors that I haven't, you know, seen all of or forgotten who won... <laughs> Um, I should say it's 
collection five is what they call it in Netflix. Uh-huh. So looking at seasons is different. I will say, I think it's the first year Noel Fielding was on as a co-host. Yes. And Sandy was still on as a, uh, a co-host. Okay, so that would and have I think been it was to us eight. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. And there were just there were just so many great ones. And to just watch them. It was also still one of the seasons, do you remember, of Great British Bake Off where they would give you some history on the technical bakes or a specific bake within the episode. Yeah. Yeah, they were still doing that, which was nice to see. So for the audience who doesn't know, they have like three challenges each week. And uh, they would go back with one of the one of the bakes that they have to do and give a little history lesson on like where did the, you know, blobbity blue come from. Yeah, I really enjoyed that just because they really started to branch out with the kind of bakes that they did, um, you know, just not just staying within England, but, you know. Yeah, well, they, once Sandy goes to Portugal because they mm-hmm. do the little Portuguese tart thing. And this is the season that Julia was on. She briefly did some baking with the website that I use to bake with some of these. Bakers. Julia's the Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the season. Yeah. So you have Julia Flo is the one, the, the older lady that has that <laughs> yes. Liverpool accent. Yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. And if, well, I don't, I'm not going to give away like who won that season, yeah. but have you baked with anyone else? In um, that not from that. I don't think from that season, there's just a select amount of few that do this program. So yeah, it's only What's the Julia. program called? It's called bake with a legend. So you can still do this mm-hmm, and tell yeah. people about how you do it. Yeah, just go to bakewithalegend.com. And it's really like around $50. It works out to a class. It's an hour and a half. And you just per- you can give it as a gift. Oh, it's such a good Valentine's gift. If your loved one likes to bake, it's so cool. So it's basically like a Zoom. And you get the recipe in advance. So you shop for all the things. And then... You tune in, and it's just $50. So cool. You get to bake with one of these stars, and then you bake with them, and then you get to keep the video. So not only did you bake the thing, and you learn to make all of, I mean, a lot of times they have these things that you watch on the show where you're like, oh, it's critical to know how to make a really good, like, creme pat or a basic thing so like that patisserie cream pastry cream pastry cream yeah. yes uh or or something that's like a basic like if you don't know how to make a meringue and people mess that up all the time on the show and you're now interacting you'll know. with them so you're actually seeing them yes. on camera they, they will with act, you. yes they'll say oh you're from you know minnesota a lot of people from Minnesota, when I was doing it, because I talked about it a lot, would turn up on the videos with me. And I'm like, oh, hey, where are you from? Oh, and they're fun. like, Bloomington. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but then there are How people, many people from around the world. How many people would be in a class? Um, no more than like, I don't know, 20 at most. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like 12. Oh, that's good. And they go to, and they go, oh, how are you doing? So they check in. It's like an hour and a half. And they'll check in with everybody from time to time. And. Like, like, do you have to show off your work? Yeah, they'll be like, "Hey, Don, what a you know what what does your you know blind bake look like? Did it turn out okay?" And a lot of times, I I'm on camera saying like, "I didn't put the egg white in. What do I do now?" Because I'm like, I thought I was supposed to put it. Like a lot of mistakes happen, and they just laugh and they're like, "It's okay. You can remake this. It took me five times to get it right." So it's all fun, and yeah, sometimes you. Don't have to you feel- they're like, oh, you no have pressure. plenty of time to remake it. 
Don't worry about it. Just make that again. And as we're baking this, you'll have plenty of time to do it. So it's really fun. You get to meet people from all. I mean, you don't get their info, but it's like people from all around the world, like literally all around the world. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so I've done online cooking classes like that before, not with the Great British Bake Off, but it is a fun way to, you know, you you learn a skill. It's a social event, too. Right. It's a little bit social. Yeah, definitely. And if you're a fan of the show, it adds to that so this is not just so people know this is not affiliated with the uh great british bake-off at all this is a separate company so these stars get to go do this yeah. on their own but if you like bake-off yeah you're you won't know find it on their are. website though yeah. i'll put a link on our show links page perfect when we come back dawn is going to tell us about a lady on tiktok who says you should pay for your guests dinner bill if you invite them out for your birthday and we'll tell you why when we come back right here your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com that's o-l-l-y.com these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration this product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. On my talk. Visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It's the adventures of Bradley and Don. This is a great adventure. This is a great adventure. We're talking. Do you love to celebrate your birthday? Do you like to invite people out to parties at restaurants? Well, there's one influencer who has some specific rules about who should pay and who shouldn't. Welcome back to the show. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. There's an influencer who makes a lot of money, and her name is Tinks. Now, Tinks, um, she has some opinions. Somebody posted online that they were really upset that somebody invited them to a dinner party and they could not afford because it was just so expensive the place that their friend invited them to that when the bill came they were kind of shocked at what they were asked to pay and so she this tinks tinks she has a real name um tinks was upset about this um and so she had her own opinion about it we have a clip if you invite people to a restaurant of your choosing for your birthday you should pay for everybody i know that's going to be deeply unpopular but I just think that you can't pick a restaurant and ask people to come and celebrate you and pay for themselves. And in some friend groups, it's even expected that you split the cost of the birthday person too. If I invite a group of people somewhere to celebrate me, that's my treat because I organized it and I'm asking them to come. Pick an expensive restaurant and expect everybody to pay. And in this person's case, then get pissy when they say, I'm sorry, I can't afford that is really bad manners. (laughs) Well... What do you think? What's your opinion on it? 651-641-1071. We want to know, my talkers, what do you think about this topic? 
Are you asking me? I just asked my talkers, and now what do you think? I think it's that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Really? Why would you ever in a million years expect <clears throat> the birthday person to pay? Like, for everyone, that just seems insane to me. Yeah. Well, I guess you would have to really plan out your birthday party in advance and I just really be specific about, okay, I can only afford to bring six people. There's a big difference between expecting other people to pay for you and being expected to pay for everyone. I feel like pay for yourself. And if anything, if people, if, you know, if it's one person, uh, first of all, going into this experience with expectations is just a setup for uh, frustration mm. because not everybody's going to feel the same way. I would say though, if somebody goes, Hey, come to dinner for my birthday and it is too expensive, I get it. But just say like, I can't go. And then if they ask why, I mean, it's up to you to, to determine if you're going to be honest about it or not. But to then expect that if you go, the birthday person should pay for you I just don't feel like that's ever going to happen. And if the reverse is the case, don't expect that your friends are necessarily going to pay for you just because you, you know, you're inviting them out for your birthday dinner. If they do, that's great. Yeah. And if one person decides to step up, I've been in multiple situations where like, although I've never been in a situation where the birthday person paid for everyone. Maybe I just don't roll with those kind of people. It could be a cultural thing. I know in other countries, it's way more popular to, or the expectation is to have the birthday person pay. Like in Germany, for example, I only know this because I studied German in high school and that mm-hmm. was like a big lesson we went through. It was like, oh, really? if you go to Germany and somebody invites you out for dinner, just know they're expected to pay for everything. Oh, yeah. if they invite you yeah. to dinner. yeah. So it's certainly a thing in other places. I just don't feel like here, at least in my world, I don't know. What do you think? Um... I think if you have the means to do it, it's nice, but I don't think it should be expected at all. Like if, if somebody invited you out to dinner, well, how, how would I put this? They said, we're going to go out to dinner for my birthday. Do you want to come? Yeah. Would you as- expect them to pay for you? No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. But uh, this woman was raised in London. Maybe that's oh, why she well, has maybe this perspective. That's, maybe it's a cultural yeah. thing then for her. Sure. Yeah. Should we go to the phones? Yes. We'll start with uh, Beth. Hey, Beth. Hi. Hi, Beth. What do you think about this? Should you pay for other people's dinner if it's your birthday? Well, I was going to bring up what Bradley brought up about Germany, because similar to Bradley, I studied German in college, and that was a big, like, debate we had one class about, yeah, about, like, if it was normal and everything. But I think it's kind of... I think in the with the new thing about loud budgeting or not not is it loud budgeting whatever it is it's popular to be like okay I'm going to be aware of my finances and like put boundaries in place I think it's silly when people are like oh well like you know I went and you know I'm it's okay to say no to things if yeah. it doesn't fit into your budget totally I think it's and I think more often people need to like just step out of their comfort zone and let people know like. I'm going to be meeting my brother-in-law's new girlfriend. And my husband and I were kind of like, okay, we'll go meet her. And he was like, well, you know, we want to go out to dinner. And my husband and I were like, 
we are on a budget right now. Can we, like, establish the place now so that way everyone can be aware? And I think it's something similar to that. Yeah. Like, a birthday is a special occasion, yes, and you want to go and celebrate with someone, but you you just got to communicate. That's yeah. all it is. I think you're absolutely right. Communication seems like the perfect way out of this situation. Thanks, Beth. Thank you, Beth. We've got other people hot on the line. You want to hear yeah. from who should we go to? Susan? Hey, Susan. Hi. Um, hi. I certainly agree that you have to communicate. But I'm a baby boomer, and so maybe I've got old-fashioned etiquette. <laughs> but if you, if you are inviting people it, because you are giving the party, you are the host, mm-hmm. you are not expecting those people to pay, to bring anything, nothing. Mm. Um, you know, if you invite people to your house, you don't expect them to bring food. So if you invite people to a restaurant, this is on your nickel unless you say this is going to be about $40 a person or we're going to go Dutch. I mean, you can mm-hmm. communicate and say that. But if it's just silent and somebody is hosting, I'm throwing myself a birthday party, please come. You know, there should be no expectation that as a, as a guest you're going to pay. Ah, okay. Thanks, Beth. I I, I get where Beth is coming Susie? from. Oh, I'm sorry, not Susie, uh, Susan. Uh, I, I get where Susan is coming from because... If it's a party, like I am going to reserve the party room at whatever, whatever, and there's going to be light cocktail or, you know, light cocktails and nibbles like that kind of a party seems a different thing. Right. Then that sounds like you're throwing the party and you're Uh going to like that's a party. It's not quite the same to me. And I guess what I reacted to is like going out to dinner. Yeah, there's two separate things. Or if you're if it's you're going out to dinner and you're just going to dinner with a couple of friends, like we have friends we go out to dinner with. And if we invited them and it's like, then we would probably pick up the check in just like a, you know, two uh, four person situation. Well, I want to go out to dinner with Dawn and MC. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was our idea. Like we do that with each other. Like if I say, do you want to go out oh, to God, eat? You guys Let's are nice. Do that. Then I, I pay. And if he says, well, it was my idea, so I'm going to pay. Yeah. You know, but with a birthday party, it's a little different. I don't know. Do we have somebody else? Yeah, uh, we've got the phones a... are uh, ringing. We got yeah. Donna on the line. Uh, and again, the question is, if it's your birthday and you go out to dinner, do you pay for everybody if it's your birthday donna what do you say honey well i think a lot of it is communication yeah i think if you're gonna throw a party that's more than a couple people then um put it put it in writing you know gonna celebrate my birthday i'm gonna include a couple appetizers and set it at that okay um because i don't think it's hard for me to believe I've never gone out to dinner with a bunch of people where two people picked up the bill. I think that's kind of hard to mm. believe. I mean, I don't know. We have a lot of friends, and I, we all ask each other, you want to go out to eat? Want to go to fish fry? Want to do this? None of us are expected to pick up the tab. Yeah. But when it involves a party and it's specific to one person, I think you need to communicate what is, you know, what you will do if they yeah. come. And if it can't come, they don't come. But you do you think that if it's a birthday party, that if you're the birthday person, you should pay for your guests? Um, I've actually 
never given my own birthday party in sure. our group of friends. They've always been surprise parties, and they rent like a little room and a yeah. restaurant or bar, and people bring food, oh, and then all right. um, people buy their own tab. You know, their gotcha. Own yeah. Okay, drink. so other people pay. Yeah, gotcha. Donna, thank you thank so much you for calling. Uh, again, I think it really just depends. I think what I've learned from this, Don, and I'm glad that you brought this story, is that like talking it through really makes the most sense because it really depends on how you're talking about it, right? Like when you say like, I'm going to throw a birthday party, I want you to come, you have to then Mm -hmm. maybe provide a little bit extra information about what your expectations are. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. Because in the moment, like for instance, I did have this happen where it was about 10 of us and um my partner and I don't drink and they're like let's split the tab 10 you know like five ways or 10 ways and so they had ordered many bottles of expensive wine oh that's and a like our that's a whole tab, different conversation we had girl. like $19 worth of food and it was like $130 yeah. our our part and we were like splitting um, the tab no. with drinkers and non-drinkers maybe we should put that in the hopper of things <laughs> yeah. to talk about because that to me is a we, whole and then we looked cheap and we're like sorry conversation uh that we could go down when we come back donna kelsey says she doesn't know where she's sitting at the super bowl because them tickets are real expensive in those suites